Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Angry Millennial Podcast. Bocafire.com. Bocafire is a better way to rent professional DSLR lenses. With 30-day rentals, unlimited swapping, free shipping, and free insurance coverage, Bocafire is the best deal around. Use any Pro, Canon, or Nikon lens for your DSLR camera with no return dates and no stress. Keep it as long as you want. When you're done, send the lens back using the prepaid shipping label and swap it for your next one. Offering all the most popular Canon and Nikon lenses, including primes, zooms, telephotos, and a lot more. Use the coupon code ANGER15 to get 15% off any Bocafire membership. Valid now through July 2016, only at Bocafire.com. All right. So today, we are sitting here with Pat Schillen, co-founder and director of Arch Enemy Arts in, uh, in Philadelphia. Hello. Hello. So, Pat, welcome welcome on. Oh, thank, thank you so much for having me. Oh, of course. It's of course. So, he's so sultry already. Right. <laughs> get ready for a ride, guys. Yeah. He does have a sweet... I mean, is that technically a beard, or is that more of a big goatee, or... I, um... I guess it's in the eye of the beholder. I, I take <laughs> I take a bit of an objection to the term goatee, right. but it's because my defense is that it's literally all I can grow. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't have a lot yeah, going yeah. on on the sides. Oh, that's fine. So this is just completely kind of like kind of like Joe Dirt. Yeah. It just kind of naturally comes in like that. It's very mid eighteenth century painter esque. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the implication of some sort of maintenance and shaping that I object to because I don't. No, but the, honestly, if you haven't touched that thing, it is coming in gloriously because, uh, yeah, nice. Thank you. I appreciate you. No, pro- hey, you know, a little, wow. little beard on beard love. You know what yeah. I mean? The odd one out. I clean shave today. Yeah. It's like a little baby. It's fine. Because mm-hmm. you know what? Beards, I'm sure, are going to be dead soon. It's going to be the 50s or whatever all over again. Hey. Maybe the 60s. You know? Going to go get on that newspaper route again. Yeah, dude. You look like someone out of Mad Men with the exception of the hat. But, you know, well, other than that. Don Draper is my hero. <laughs> it's everyone's hero. All right. So, Stevie, why don't you start us off? You know, you're a good friend of, uh, of Pat's here. So, uh, yeah. We've known each started. other for a while now. Yeah, should quite I, some time. Should I date ourselves and say it's over a decade? You, you can do that. It's true. Well, it's not true because we're young and mm-hmm. what? I think we're what, 26 now? Something like that? Mm. 38, 40. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I've known, I've known you for a while now. Yes. And even though... We kind of, you know, get older. Everyone goes their separate ways. We keep finding ourselves coming back some way or another. And now you're here again after. It's very, it's very, it's very <laughs> profound, Steve. <laughs> you know? I mean, I saw you in the right, street. It was, started. it was yeah. slow motion. It was. You kept started running. And, mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, let's get a little serious. Yeah. yeah, stop, yeah. stop the bullshit. Stop the, <laughs> stop the humor, guys. All right? Mm. No, I mean, I think when I first met you, well, there are a lot of things going on. You're younger, drinking a lot, living on South Street. But I'm not gonna lie, we're that, drink, we're drinking right now. That. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this this was a different level. Oh, I, I, we're, now we're seeing the recall men. the term Velvet Revolution Party and stuff like that. It was yeah, it was it was, uh, it was a different time in our lives. Um, Very Philly though. I think that, a lot of PBR and Jameson. Is that what uh, you're oh yeah, yeah, yeah d- d- different times <laughs> in our lives. Um, yeah, it's part of growing up. <laughs> you know. mm. But anyway, 
I remember a while after that, obviously, uh-huh. you ended up in New York and you started working for the syndicate, right? That's right. So, ooh, like Mission Impossible type stuff, or uh, I was an know. agent. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, the syndicate was is is um, it's a uh, independent um, kind of marketing firm. It did a lot of uh, artist development, and it actually did artist management in music um, during the time that I worked there. Um, we managed uh, a lot of like metal bands and post hardcore bands, like. Shadows Fall and oh uh, nice, God forbid and Thursday and Poison the Well and bands like that. Yeah, so nice. um, and then did a lot of uh, like media and different marketing odds and ends for record labels and and things like that. They do some more kind of brand oriented stuff now, but that was the time that I I worked there. Very cool. That's why I left Philly the first time was I I, I took a, a I think job offer up there. Yeah, I think I remember that when I talked to you back then. You said you were moving to New York, mm-hmm. and you were. Started working for the syndicate, mm-hmm. but it's just saying that out loud, it's awesome. Yeah, it's sorry guys, I'm going sounds, to New York. Sounds I'm like something from Archer joining the syndicate. Yes, guys. Like, I won't. I won't be back. Here. Yeah, yeah. You watch that show, Archer? <laughs> uh, do I oh. watch Archer? Come yeah. on, bro. I don't watch Archer. What? Uh, I know. Oh. Oh. Dude, Podcast is over. So oh. good. <laughs> yeah, and recording. <laughs> but I mean. So yeah, like we said, you started a lot in music. Mm-hmm. I think that's how we ended up meeting in the same circles. Like, yeah, just going to shows and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, bunch of yeah, overlapping uh, friends, social circles. Yes, yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. Punk ass, hardcore punk kids. Yes, doing their thing. something like that. Right. But now you're arch enemy, mm-hmm. and obviously there are many years before that. You know, leading up to that point, mm-hmm. how do you th- how do you think working at the syndicate kind of like put you on that path to go out of the music scene to like this visual part of your career? Should I say career? Or well, is that too formal? <laughs> no, I mean, it's a good question. Um, the syndicate and, and working at other uh, companies that were, that were similar. Um, I, I worked with the syndicate for, um, uh, I worked for a couple of different companies that did stuff like that. I, I was with the syndicate for uh, longer than the others, though. I was there for a little bit more than five years. And um, I think the way that it relates to me was that by being an independent company um, and also having a, a very strong artist management wing, um, everything that we did, even when it came to record releases and uh, media promotion and stuff like that, always kind of uh, had came from the point of view of uh, artist advocacy and from the artist's point of view. Yeah. And um, when I made the decision to kind of take a, a little bit of a, a break and chill out from from the music business for a little bit, one of the things that occurred to me was, um, or, or that I kind of learned, was that um, there are some similar issues that professional visual artists encounter um that seemed very similar to me but what it didn't seem like there was was anywhere near the same structure as what exists in music right it's kind of more like a wild west like artists are are, are, uh, most of them are just kind of on their own whereas in music it's almost the polar opposite it's almost like it's there's too much infrastructure you know like there's you know tons of companies that just do college radio promotion just do tv just you know shop this or do that or do publishing or do song rights um but it seems like there are very few 
people taking on that sort of role for visual artists and being advocates for them and protecting mm -hmm. their rights and protecting their business interests and, you know, even just promoting them and getting them out there. Um, a lot of the artists that we work with, even the uh, bigger names, um, don't even have, you know, don't have an agent or, or a, you know, a manager. And, and I don't think that they necessarily need to, but it's yeah. just, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's much different than in music where you know typically even once you get to to this level that's a couple steps up from starting out you have some sort of team yeah, working right. with you yeah yeah it's there there are a lot of similarities but as similar as they are there's mm -hmm. you know they're also so different because mm -hmm. i can relate to that too coming you know i was in a band for a long time on the road so i saw right. You know, met with record companies, met with, you know, our booking agent, all that kind of stuff. And I, I, I see that path. I see how a lot of people in music might end up transitioning to a visual aspect. I mean, maybe part of it's just because of that creative mindset. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with me, it's like I was in a band for a while. You know, I did the nine to five marketing thing for almost a decade. And I'm a photographer. Mm -hmm. like, right. Yeah. So, yeah, there are a little, you know, there's not a little, there's a lot of pathways that kind of transcend and connect those kind of careers or you know the mindset or the way of thinking but yeah i feel like it's pretty natural for that kind of transition mm -hmm. for a lot of people but and um so, so yeah so to kind of go back to you were at the syndicate in new york mm -hmm. and you said you were going to take a break now what kind of brought you back to philly was it was it seeking out Arch Enemy and you said, okay, I'll go back to the city I know, or was it kind of like you made a conscious effort to come back to this city and then kind of came across them? Uh, yes and no. I came back to Philly specifically to start Arch Enemy, but that wasn't really the the, the plan. Um, I, uh, I have two partners at Arch Enemy, uh, mm -hmm. Noah and, and Lauren, and they had, um, I knew Lauren from the first time that I, that I lived in Philly and, and we had um, stayed in touch and the two of them had been running um, kind of a small art space as, I guess, I guess you'd say it's more, it was more of a, a labor of love. Mm -hmm. You know, they just had a, an art space. They're showing a lot of their friends' work. Right. Um, it was very, um, you know, it was just something that they wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, around the time that I was trying to figure out what my next move would be and, and trying to think of, specifically how the things that I knew how to do might be able to be applied to something that's seems new or right. seems fresh. Um, cause that's something that was important to me. Um, I, I was talking to Lauren and, and they were trying to figure out if what they did or something similar to that could be, um, something more substantial and more right. of a, more of a job and more of a, you know, a, a more serious project. And I came down to Philly initially just to, uh, brainstorm for them, mm -hmm. I guess, right. you know, just, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, kind of, kind of throw some ideas spit, at spit you. Ball. Yeah, yeah. But, but it initially was kind of, you know, for their benefit. And then what happened was, you know, that, that ended up being a, a, a good and an interesting conversation. And we all left that, um, with the idea that the, all three of us should do something. And that's, uh, that's what became Arch Enemy. Oh, okay. All right. So, Stevie, I know the one of the follow-ups now is is kind of delving into kind of what Arch Enemy is and, and yeah, how, how yeah. it works. So I'll let you take over. 
Yeah, so, I mean, you've been with them for over two years now, right? Like Over three. three um, yeah. yeah. We, uh, we started working full-time together on, on Arch Enemy uh, at the beginning of 2012. I think it was February, something okay, like that. Okay, yeah. Um, it was like mid-February. I moved back to Philly. We, we started doing things shows and stuff in april of 2012 um i think that's one of the one of the first times i actually was out and we started yeah you know, I, met, I saw you again and we started you know talking again i think it was for actually the small wonders show back then yeah we um well, the first time that we did small wonders um which is uh has become an annual small work show that we do um it was in september september yeah. 2012 um, and we did a few shows that first year that mm -hmm. were cool. I think it took us about, I think everyone would agree it took us, um, we did some cool things that first year, but I think it took us about a year or so to kind of like hit your stride and, yeah, no. and feel like we were comfortable with what we were doing consistently and yeah. we were representing kind of what we wanted Arch Enemy to be and what we wanted to be able to provide for artists and stuff like that. Yeah. Kind of like finding out who you are and yeah your identity i guess right yeah exactly well i mean with that said like what kind of artists do you guys really push for I and mean, i know i see a lot of you know continual themes and like styles and I mean, artists themselves that you work with mm -hmm. but what you know what's something you gravitate towards to when you're looking for artists or maybe just putting together a show like um, Style-wise, we work with a lot of artists that work um, with very kind of illustrative, um, you know, like very obvious like narrative stuff, mm -hmm. um, some pop surrealist artists, things like that. Um, we work with some artists that work in three dimensions with sculpture and things. Um, more or less, it's all artists who are part of or, or, or want to be part of um, I guess, a movement that a lot of people are starting to refer to as new contemporary yeah. art, um, which is, I guess, if you pick up, like, a copy of, like, High Fructose magazine or, like, Juxtapose yeah. or something like that, um, it would be closer to the stuff you'd you'd expect to see in, in, yeah. in things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, I mean, that, that, that's kind of the common thread. I mean, it's hard to, uh, there's, there's definitely a, a consistency in the types of artists that we show, Yeah. but, um, but, you know, individual styles can, can vary yeah. pretty greatly. Yeah. It seems like you guys have a pretty good working relationship with high fructose now. Yeah. We've been lucky. Um, a lot of, uh, outlets like that have, um, have been really supportive of uh of what we've done for for a while now high fructose is one um magazine that's um that's had our back and and has been interested in what we're yeah. doing and our shows and the artists that we're picking up um for uh for quite a while they're pretty early on um working with us and and taking an interest in in what we were doing over here yeah um, that's awesome i don't i don't see many other galleries like in philly at all like getting that kind of push or that kind of you know love on that level with you know high fructose and the juxtaposed kind of area. yeah it's been yeah i mean i think part of that we're, we're we're grateful for it i think that's one thing that we um going back to what we were talking about earlier i think 
part of that's just kind of what we see as our mm-hmm. array of services. Um, we deviate from a more traditional idea of a gallery yeah. in the sense that um, I would imagine, generally speaking, a lot of, of galleries or established galleries or in the past, it's kind of hyper-focused on the just the retail aspect. Yeah. That's a huge part of what we try to provide the artists is we want to, you know, we want to move work, but it's, we have a whole array of services that we try to provide. We want to be, um, that we do right now and in the future, the idea for the future of Arch Enemy is we want to keep adding on services that um, visual artists need, that they want, that they'd be interested in um, so that we can be uh, and continue to be kind of a one-stop artist services shop for yeah. visual artists. It's refreshing to hear that, especially, like I said, like in the midst of a lot of those galleries down, you know, that old city Philly area mm-hmm. where a lot of them are. Like from knowing you and from knowing, you know, going, it's Arch Enemy certainly does stand out among all of them. Thank you. So so how, how does it um work from a from a like is it like you guys have like a roster or you just represent certain artists and we have i mean you could say we have a roster we have um we have we have a lot of artists that we work pretty consistently with um we tried some different things out in the first couple years um this year i would say we are we didn't like you know like call the numbers or anything like that we didn't like cut anyone out but i think this year we kind of tightened up um, because this is the first year like we felt like we were getting to the point where we were more confident in offering longer term services to artists. So we've been able to kind of program and talk to artists in terms of, you know, what we can do in the next year, the next couple years, in the next few years. Um, and that's something that we weren't really able, we didn't have the luxury of doing that for the first couple of years because um, to be completely honest, we didn't know if we were going to be around, right. um, you know, the next year or something like that. So right. it would have felt disingenuous to be like, let's, you know, right. let's do Shoot this for the show moon in and... 2019 yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it would just be bullshit, you know, right. like, right. but um, as that's become a little bit more mm. of a reality, it's given us the freedom to sit down with more artists and be like, look, you know, this is, these are the things that we are going to do and kind of the, um, campaigns, I guess, um, that, that we can, that we can kind of execute over the next year, the next couple of years or something like that. Cool. Um, it's still, you know, it's still different artists have different, you know, different things. There's some artists that we work with, um, kind of bringing their work in and working on, um, different group shows and, and things like that. There are other artists that we have, bigger shows, you know, booked for them, you know, for next year, even for the year after that. Right. Um, it varies. It's very artist specific. So is it, um, is it like an exclusive or non-exclusive relationship? You don't sign anything no. with them per se? or not? I don't, um, I think we all pretty much agree with this. Um, I'm, I'm personally not a big fan of, of kind of forced exclusives. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that part of it is just, being realistic, I don't think I don't think that we are in a position to provide a hundred percent of what some of these artists need twelve months out of the year right. indefinitely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that there are things that we do really well, 
but a lot of the artists, even the more successful ones and established ones, are doing lots of different projects and they're right. doing lots of different things. Um, and I think that if they, if what they want to do is they want to put together a team that includes the services or the support of a couple different galleries or a couple different companies like us that do different odds and ends and stuff, and they can do that in a way where it feels like you're part of a larger team, mm -hmm. um, I don't see why we wouldn't do that. Um, so, you know, there are some galleries that we hear that have crazy, you know, like blackout dates and exclusives. And if you're doing a show with them next year, you can't show anywhere for three years or four oh, like, wow. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th I think, I think that's, that's limiting uh, to be fair. I, you know, I think that everyone still needs to kind of protect themselves. Right. But, um, when, when we're doing contracts or, or when I'm doing a contract with an artist, um, it's more specific to kind of what the more immediate risks are or the risks that would actually be detrimental to the things that we're trying to do. It's right. not, it's not about, you know, forcing them to be, um, be an arch enemy artist and, and, and nothing, nothing, nothing else. Right. 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 Um, in, in the end, I mean, it's kind of, it's a relationship you have to like balance out between the two. Yeah. And right. it's, you know, it's, it's good and it's bad, you know, um, you, um, I think that the ideal is that if you're doing good work together, you'll continue to want to work together. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, you still, you still, uh, it's, there's still a vulnerability on mm -hmm. both sides right. to, um, to, uh, to an arrangement like that where you're not a hundred percent locked into things, you know, it, right. does, it does give the, if someone wants to, you know, screw the other side over, you, you don't have as much protection right um so you know you you open yourself up to the the risk i guess of some of that but you know i i think the the good of doing deals that way outweighs the the, the extra right. risks yeah, yeah for sure absolutely. absolutely and it's it's one of those things where you know when we when i started this and i brought stevie on and, and we started kind of really hitting i don't know i can't say hitting our stride but mm -hmm. finding out people who are really on board early mm -hmm. on um, I started thinking, well, why? Right. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times we, as artists, we doubt ourselves, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, it, and I realized the people I'm talking to, mm -hmm. I've known for years. Mm -hmm. And it, on some level, it could be a Facebook message here and there, mm -hmm. friends on here, friends on there, or meeting them in person, knowing them. Mm -hmm. um, but the crazy thing was also is that some of the people are people that for a long time we were trying to do something together mm -hmm. and it just wasn't syncing up. Mm -hmm. And, you could sit there and say, get bitter and be like, mm -hmm. dude, we've been talking about this for two years and it's not happening and mm -hmm. what's going on. And I see him doing X, Y, Z. How come I'm not in the picture? Mm -hmm. And you could easily start being pretty bitter. Mm -hmm. um, but what we've, what I've always known and realized is it just, just don't even bother. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like keep it positive and just know that the time will come. And if it doesn't it's still a good mm -hmm. friend of yours and still someone you can uh, collaborate with and do other stuff with and, and it'll kind of work out. Um, and I feel like, like you said, that, that kind of attitude gets you a lot further than, mm -hmm. um, say coming to an artist up front and yeah. showing them this ironclad contract mm -hmm. that limits not only what you can do, but limits their creativity in the sense of, wow, these people want like, you know, my firstborn and, yeah. and all this stuff. And it kind of, it, it's puts a bad taste in your mouth from the yeah. jump. Being yeah. a creative, that's like terrifying for a creative, like any box no it's like they don't want that that's not why mm. they're doing this 
Yeah, I mean, and and you gotta. I think you gotta try to think of the the big picture too. I mean, I remember um, a conversation with with a guy who does um, has done something uh, similar to what we try to do, um, but for a lot longer than us. Who 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 I really respect, and having a conversation with him, and it was about this exact thing that we're talking about right now, and um, he was expressing that he he more or less does things the you know the the same way, and he was saying that he was like, it sucks, you know. Uh, you you put all this time and all this effort and all this you know heart into doing this like the hard stuff like the artist development stuff and you know getting the name out there and stuff and yeah, he's the, like, sweat, the sweat equity and, yeah, yeah. The, the sweat equity and and then you know he's like it'll it'll happen like you'll get you know you'll get stabbed in the back you'll get let down the artist will come to you one day and they'll be like you know so and so just promised me the world and said it's going to be way better than what we have going on and I'm going to I'm signing a 3 year exclusive with them and he's just like and it you know it, it hurts and it sucks and you know, you feel like that he but he was like but he's like he's like but you know what they he's like they almost always come back yeah they almost always come back <laughs> yeah he's like because we do better work and because we care yeah and um I think that's an important it doesn't always work out that way right. no of course but um but I, you know, that, that that's the type of conversation that sticks with you because you're like, you know, you're you're right. You know, you gotta have confidence in what you do, and mm-hmm. you gotta believe in it. And if you can do that, then you know, like shit happens. But yeah. um, you know, at least you're working the way that you want to. Yeah, or just even taking like uh, the big picture approach, mm. you know, and saying, okay, there's gonna be hurdles, there's gonna be missteps, there's mm-hmm. gonna be frustrations. That's mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather at the end of the day be happy with, okay, long-term, big picture, I'm doing this the way I yeah. want, as opposed to what might suit me in the short term, mm-hmm. which ends up, as we know, kind of screwing some people over and all that kind of stuff. Um, so being in Philadelphia for as long as you have, and uh, New York for a stint, mm-hmm. you know, how do you think, does the, scene, does the art scene kind of differ in terms of like close-knit circles and kind of like a communal vibe or... I mean, I think I think that um, I mean I can't say that I had a tremendous amount of experience um, with like the art scene in New York, even mm-hmm. living there for about six years. Um, it's just not something that I was involved in, um, so I, I couldn't I couldn't really contrast uh, in detail. What I can say is that I mean I think that from my experiences with Arch Enemy and my experiences previous um, Philly to me has always had a very strong, very close-knit, very outstanding creative community as a whole. Um, and it, it feels, it feels small and it feels, you know, it feels, it feels tight. And, um, you know, the artists that we work with, um, not just here in Philly, but we work with artists, visual artists, um, from, from all over. And it's still, it seems like a small world. Everyone's kind of making the same rounds and doing things like that. That's how Philly feels too. Right. Um, that's kind of how all of this feels. I mean, that's how, when I worked in music, I mean, it's like a bigger industry, but it felt the same. You see the same people wherever right. you went and you went, to, you know, um, so it does, it, it does feel, feel that way. But I, I've always, I've always thought that Philly has an especially, um, uh, good, close knit, and supportive creative community as a whole. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, it's one funny thing where we talk about this with a with a friend of mine who was a fine art photographer we had on recently, uh, Corwin. Yeah, and he he always <laughs> joked around and said, you know, Philly, comparing Philly to New York is kind of apples and oranges kind of mm-hmm. thing, but everyone does it right. And he goes, one of the funny things he mentioned was like, we're like New York's little brother. 
mm-hmm. where in a sense, uh, even though we're a really great city with a lot of its own stuff going mm-hmm. on for it, uh, his his kind of uh metaphor was uh it's kind of like you studied jujitsu for 10 years and then you know new york i can't remember exactly what it was he said a lot of funny shit he's like it's like it's like you studied jujitsu for 10 years but you figure new york can probably beat you up because it it did it did wrestling for a week in high school because it just you just have this beaten down image of yourself and Uh. you know and it's you know you sit there and think everyone thinks that new york just the earth rotates around there, you know, and uh, yeah, so true. Thanks, Corwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, so I always tell people it's different. It's just different, and that's in yeah. the simplest term mm-hmm. possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Um, you know, I have, I have, I have my own opinions on the, you know, the like New York and the value of New York and and, and stuff like that. But I mean, I, I think, I think that especially with creatives, I think. I think that it's starting to matter less where you are um, because you can accomplish the same access um, from from a lot of different places. Right. Um, so, you know, I think I think that where for a long time, like a lot of like you said, like a lot, a lot of stuff just goes to New York, mm-hmm. you know, like New York creates some good stuff. Right. But I think if you really traced it back. A lot of good stuff ends up in New York too. Mm-hmm. Um, Philly, I think, makes good stuff. We yeah. make. I mean, I think we have a pretty uh, strong mm-hmm. reputation for yeah. you know. Philly makes great art, and Philly makes great music, and good food too. Yeah, no. Philly make, makes great food. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know these. You know, it's 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 more stuff that kind of spawned out of Philadelphia, mm-hmm. not like succeeded in. Kansas City, and then was right. just like, like yeah. we're gonna go make it in Philly, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, to me, that's that's cool, um, and, and I think Philly's done that for for uh, for a long time. Um, you know, we see more artists um, who we work with at Arch Enemy uh, leaving New York and going to Philly, or leaving New York and going to the Bay Area, or something right. like that. Um, these days, then we have artists leaving Philly to and live in New, New York. York. Right. I mean, it's, you know, it's still, some people still do it, but it all comes down to, and there's nothing wrong with it. It just, I guess it just depends on what your, what your goals are. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing is like a lot of times with photographers, the biggest thing they ask you and, mm. and I was considered Philly anywhere in this Northeast hub is still a pretty big market, but mm. yeah. I know people from like Missouri and Kansas and, and Tennessee and they're sitting mm-hmm. there going, Oh, well I'm in this podunk market. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I either can be a small time or let's just say a big time person in a small pond mm-hmm. or go to New York and really kind of make it. But mm-hmm. I mean, what we've noticed and I think a lot of people are starting to notice is it kind of what you were saying. It doesn't matter where you're from or where you mm-hmm. live. It's what you're making. And if you're consistently yeah. making mm-hmm. stuff that is going to grab the attention of people in New mm-hmm. York, it doesn't matter where you're based out of. The clients will. I just want to like to jump off that. Mm-hmm. Really, just want to kind of jump ahead really quick. Just in terms of it doesn't matter where you are. One thing I was talking to you when you got here before we started recording uh-huh. is that artist Julie. Uh-huh. She lives literally halfway across the world, but now you're working True. with her. So like, I think yeah. that's that's a good example. Like, how did how did yeah. you end up finding her and actually, you know, eventually working Julie, with her? Julie, 
Julie Filipenko, um, we just announced today uh, this this um, this solo show that we're doing with her in uh, in December, and um, she lives in in Tel Aviv. Um, honestly, I can't remember exactly. Either she submitted to us, or she could have come <laughs> through. Been I think she may have been referred. She's really tight with. Um, an artist that we've worked with a little bit, um, who's who's very well known, who paints under the name Kukula. Okay. And yeah. It, I, I I don't know for sure, but she may she may that may have had something to do with it too because um, uh, Kukula was in one of our first shows, um, and it showed a couple times with us. Um, and at the time was living in Philly. She's not living in Philly right now. Um, but they, they're, they're good friends. And I want to say that there's, um, there's like a tip off or something there, or she may have just submitted to us. Like I said, I can't, I can't remember, but her stuff is really great and it really fits, um, not just what we like, but what we're good at, um, working with. Yeah. Yeah. So. Her, her stuff's amazing. Like my girlfriend, I mean, if you look around our apartment, her stuff is everywhere, like right there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, no, no, it's it, it's great and people love it. I mean, I've, yeah, I've, I've, I've but it, it just I've, goes to show like what you were just talking. Like mm-hmm. she's literally halfway across the world, and yeah. the, you know now you're working with her. It's still regardless t- of yeah. I mean, it still requires a certain skill set. You know, yeah, you got you got exactly. to do you got to do good work, and mm-hmm. you've got to it's got to be given. Y- yeah, like, you've got anything you've, else. You've got to be kind of loud about it. I mean, something that people have said about us in a in a positive way is that we're we're very loud about what we like we make our presence known in yeah. a way that's not you know hopefully not obnoxious yeah, but, bunch, bunch in the mouth yeah but um philly you got yeah <laughs> philly you're allowed <laughs> but i think i think that if you can be kind of smart and savvy about about doing that and you know as far as getting yourself out there and self-promotion and um things like that and you're you, there's a, a quality to what you do you are less inhibited by geography than mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, probably mm-hmm. ever were in the right. history of creative industry. Right. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so that's a good segue. So what types of, of shows do you like putting together the most? Um, I mean, I like, there are a couple different types of shows. Um, I mean, I like, I like doing, um, progressively bigger shows with artists that we have a history with Mm -hmm. Uh, that's very rewarding for everybody to kind of see um a direct representation of kind of the growth of of the whole uh thing in the artist career um so you know when we work with a show uh, you know with an artist for 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 a while and we've you know seen successes grow you know exponentially and be able to do bigger things and and those things continue to succeed those those things are, are really rewarding. I love doing shows like that. Um, I love doing shows where we are, you know, able to do, um, you know, kind of create a little bit of an experience around a new collection of work, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I also like doing, we do, uh, we, we have a bit of a reputation for our group shows, um, which always are themed um and we come up with those themes and it's almost like a challenge of sorts that's mm-hmm. the way that we see it for the right. artists that we involve uh, that yeah. we get in because and it's those are fun because to us we understand there's a really fine line 
between creating too much direction and um, uh, too much too much open, you know, like we, we have a very specific idea of what we want to do, but we want to give that, um, this, idea. we want to give a very specific idea to an artist that they feel that they can do anything with, if that right. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's like the sweet spot for it. And, um, over the last couple of years, we've, um, we've, we've gained a reputation for being, um, one of the best at, at doing that type of show. Nice. Um, and, and coming up with these different ideas and these different kind of common threads that tie things together and, and stuff like that. So those are fun in a, you know, in a, in, in some similar ways, but in, in different ways too, because, um, that requires a lot more kind of creative, um, direction from, from us. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, is there like stylistically, are there any types of artists that you personally gravitate towards? Um, I mean, yes and no. I mean, I like, I like, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that there's one thing. I mean, I know it's not, I would never say it's what I like the most, but like, if you walk around my house, um, I have a lot of kind of like gloomy female portraiture. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. And I never set out to, I was, I always joke about that. But because it's not, I, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's what I like. I yeah. like, you know, like I like portraits of sad girls, yeah. you know, but wow, but, taking it back to like just to Brazil and jawbreakers. That's it's, it's, it's me. It's the, it's just, yeah, um, it's my, my roots. Um, but I, I have, I mean, I have, I have more, st- I mean, I have more stuff like that. Um, in my, in my house, that's more of what I, what I, what I take home. Um, for whatever reason, but I don't know that I would at the same time identify being like, that's, that's what I like, right. or like, that's my jam or whatever. Right. right, right um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like, I mean, I like different things. Sometimes, you know, some, sometimes it's hard to put my finger on exactly why I like something, but that's why I like doing what I do because, you know, just like when i mean even still now but when i was younger and would listen to music and listen to my bands and it would make me feel stuff and i would relate to it and things um you know art can do that too Mm -hmm. and i you know like most people who like art um you know i'm i'm very drawn to the idea that sometimes i look at a piece and it makes me feel stuff and um and stuff that was the yeah. deepest yeah. thing we've heard so far <laughs> and, makes you feel stuff yeah and 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 most of what I like is is very um, is very figurative. Um, sometimes, uh, if, if there's there's a presence of some sort of like fantasy element or something like that, um, I, I'm a fan of of, of, of things like that. Um, I like you know I like animal subject matter, but it has to be done in a certain way. It can't just be like yeah, a straight right. Um, uh, I'm a fan of technical work. Um, so if it's apparent that something, there's a lot of construction to a piece or a lot of work or labor right. or something labor like that, layers um, and stuff like that, those are things that I appreciate. Um, and that's most of what I like, but it doesn't, you know, it's not just in that box too. I mean, I was just at, I, I would never call myself a fan of like abstract art or anything like that. But it, to be fair, I was just at, um, somebody's apartment, um, a couple week, uh, weeks ago, and they had this multiple 
uh, this whole series of abstract paintings that were just like black and red. It was just like black and red, <laughs> like blotches, right? Right. And, but each one in its own weird black and red blotchy way was <laughs> a, was a different level of hell from Dante's Inferno. Oh, wow. And like, and I don't know, there's something yeah. about it. Like yeah. I was, I was, I was, I couldn't stop looking at him. Oh. Like I was talking to the person I'd drift off and I would look at him. And like I said, I would never, I would never be like, you know what I love? Abstract art. Like, <laughs> a red dot yeah, on a yeah. blank you know, canvas. I love, yeah, yeah I just, this doesn't have enough red blotches for you. Yeah, like, <laughs> but I don't know if they were just really good or whatever, but yeah. like, but I, I really like them. Yeah. So, you know, so it's, 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 you know, I, I would never say, you know, this is like, this is where I'm, this is where I'm at. I'm always surprised. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a good way to be, you know yeah. I mean? Like open-minded in terms of yeah. the you art you like. Be, and yeah. yeah. Right, right. Well, man, the beers I got were really strong. I, <laughs> I don't know what you thought about Golden Monkey. That seemed like it was Coors Light. Yeah, but, uh, Victory yeah, Golden Monkey is mm-hmm. some sweet nectar. Um, well, working at Arch Enemy, I know personally there's some people that um, show at Arch Enemy a lot. Uh-huh. What? <clears throat> I mean, what are a few like who are a few of the consistent people that show there that you really like, and maybe someone you really like, maybe someone local that you believe in that you really want to push. And well, I mean, I believe in I, I I believe in I believe in everyone that we work. It's <laughs> part of the reason we work with them. Yeah. Um. You know, I in terms of people who are who who work here that I I think are are really rewarding to work with. Um. You know, uh, we just did the second solo show for Maria Teicher. Yeah. Um, she's uh, kind of been, we've kind of mutually been together since the beginning. Um, when we popped up and, you know, we were brand new and had no reputation, um, she did her first solo show with us, but she hadn't showed um, really before outside of shows at her, her school and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So that was, um, you know, we were both kind of in the same place and we've gone on and, and, you know, build our followings and done different things. And we, we continue to work together, um, fairly exclusively. And, and that's, that's rewarding in a way. Um, yeah, her, her following everything is just, just flew. It just, it blew up like, Yeah. from the, from what, a year or two ago yeah. when she was, you know, um, you know, uh, Paul Romano is, um, is an artist who I'm sure you guys are familiar with. I mean, he yeah. knew, I, 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 there are a couple artists that, um, I didn't realize at the time, but were present that I knew because of, um, work that they did in partnership with bands that yeah. I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really, For and, anyone who doesn't know, like, and Paul Romano did, uh, I mean, he, he I think he, he's probably best known for his Mastodon yeah. work. Um, I mean, he did, uh, you know, R- Remission with the horse with the purple flame, you know, Dying Horse, and, the, and he did Leviathan, he did Blood Bat, you know, and he did, he did lots of, of, of different work for them. He's done, he's done so much work for so this many is metal, different... Metal, Jose, not yeah. Liquid 82. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but he did... Sorry, uh, Renee. If, if I... If, I'm sure he's done something, something like that. He's, I mean, he's done, he's been prolific in that, but he's a great yeah, fine yeah. artist too. His work's um, amazing. You know, yeah. Um, but like him or um, like Scott Sinclair, who did uh, almost all of Hot Water Music's covers. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did 11 of their album covers that were all those like 
uh, uh, like almost, this is where I see, I'm not very good at like fine art and art history. Yeah. So like some <laughs> art historian, I'm going to be like, they're kind of Picasso-ish. And then some like art, <laughs> you, you have like one art history major who's right. listening to this. Who's just yeah. like, oh, he's just like freaking idiot. out right <laughs> now. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, stuff like that, that it didn't really, I didn't think too much about it, but like the way that that artwork tied into the feeling of those records, something about it subconsciously stuck with me. Nice. Um, so now since we've been here, Paul shows pretty exclusively with us. Nice. Um, we're kind of his home base. We have like one of our resident, we have a couple pieces that are almost like pieces in residency. They're not necessarily for sale. They stay up. Yeah. And we have the original um, for Leviathan, um, which some people don't know. It's huge. It's five feet by five feet. It wow. weighs 300 pounds. What? What is, what is it printed frame. on? It has a custom, it's canvas, but then it has a, it has a custom beveled like frame. Like metal? Or yeah. Is it that's, wood? It's, um, what is it? M, 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 what was it? Like super, super tight, uh, like a wood particle it's like it's just really wow. compressed very so heavy definitely not ikea material <laughs> no 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 so um is that the ones i'm trying to think of last time i was in the gallery it's you go in it's in the left hand left side room more towards the front yeah it, i mean it, it it moves around a little bit it, yeah it is it has a home at 300 kind of, pounds yeah. i wouldn't move around at all yeah but yeah admittedly I <laughs> oh no when I we first, when we first hung while, that thing i had nightmares for a week <laughs> of of like in you know like in in looney tunes when like wily e. coyote would be breaking through the wall and it'd just be like the, the like the tnt flare like thing cutting through the wall and then the whole wall fell over like that of that happening like just coming in one day and there's like the painting with like a foot of wall just around the whole yeah, yeah, thing just yeah. just destroyed on the yeah. floor <laughs> yeah. destroyed on the floor um so so to bring just to bring that back around so like that's somebody whose work i appreciated before i would have even admitted that i liked art right <laughs> you know well not admitted that's right like like I, before i knew it you yeah, know like i never yeah. felt like there was anything wrong with liking art or being into art or something like that but i wouldn't have identified myself as someone who loved art yeah. at that point in my life but um you know so, so that that's super cool um there's a lot of you know uh artists that are you know getting like getting you know big followings and really starting to stand out that we work with like caitlin mccormick um who you've probably seen she just had a big solo at paradigm uh, which is another gallery here mm -hmm. um and we do work with her too you know paradigm does a lot of her bigger shows but she does um she has two different types of work but the work that um has been getting i would guess the most traction for her is she does you've probably seen it she like crochets these pieces that are like sad animal skeletons almost wow. kind of woven mm -hmm. together but yeah. she, she it's all crochet with cotton string they're oh, really wow. they're really haunting and moody yeah, and, yeah. and um and really cool uh that piece that i showed you for the the next group show that mm -hmm. was the, the the king of cups piece mm -hmm. um that's an artist named david sideman um and we've done all of his gallery work he did commercial yeah. work you, you've probably seen his stuff he's done some like coheed album covers and stuff like that oh that was um, okay yeah that and he's so. done he's done like comic and graphic novel work and stuff and and stuff like that but he had never done gallery stuff and we you know we pulled him into that world and, and yeah. we've you know he's been really successful um you know with with that now it's awesome. So that's cool working with him. 
lots of great artists in in, in Philly. So who's who will be someone that's on like your your wish list? Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> if you had to name um, one, if you had to name one person. This is this might actually make the question drag out, but yeah. I mean, I, I one of one of my favorite. I mean, it's a lot of people's favorite artists working today. It's not it's not unique or obscure or anything like that. But I love James Jean. I think that he is um, he's one of my favorite artists working today. I think he's brilliant, and um, he has a new show opening real soon in Japan. But he's just he's he's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. Like I would get his work like tattooed on my body. It's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's I, I think it's so good. It speaks to me. It's great. Um, I went up, uh, Lauren, Lauren, one of my partners and I went up was it last year, two years ago, he had a solo show in, in New York and it, I just didn't, I never wanted to leave. It was so, it was so good. Um, I, I would love to do something with James Jean. Awesome. I, I don't think to be honest though, I don't, I don't, I don't know if we're, quite there yet <laughs> hey, but, hey, but it's good to just know yeah. you know what I mean to put it out there something to go towards but uh <clears throat> excuse me it's that that golden monkey why <laughs> um aside from Arch Enemy I know you just started doing some contributing to Beautiful Bazaar right yeah so I don't know much about it yet Tell, what's yeah what's I started that? um Beautiful Bazaar is a great uh New Contemporary Magazine, um, a similar audience to uh, High Fructose um, yeah. and, and some of the other magazines that we mentioned before. Um, same kind of vibe. Um, they do, uh, similarly, they publish quarterly. Um, and, they, you know, they have an emphasis on, on, on more of a, an international audience, I guess. Mm-hmm. Not to say the other places don't. They have huge international audiences. But, um, you know even just the structure of the magazine itself. Like they publish out of Sydney, Australia, but they're distributed all over the world and they do a physical, um, magazine. That's almost more of an art book. It's really nice, really heavy and substantial quarterly. And then they have, uh, their website is a really great resource for what's happening. Um, they do a lot of photography, really cool photography stuff too. I'll check it out. Um, they have a whole, you know, section for photography. Um, but uh, but they're great and they're relatively new. They've been around for a couple of years, uh, but like two and a half years. But they yeah, I was going to say it's only grown two or three years old. Huge right? yeah. following, huge following, so quickly. Two years, I think, was in June. Was their two year anniversary? And, wow, um, I didn't know it was that new. Yeah, and they've just grown this. They've grown this huge, huge following because they're really they're really good. And, and the people who work there, um, the people who founded it. I mean, I think I think it's it shows like they really they really care. They're right. they're fans. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I started, they approached me, um, a little while back, uh, and we were, you know, with the idea to do kind of an interactive column that, um, that was kind of like, uh, the initial idea was kind of like Dear Abby, but mm-hmm. for emerging artists. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I, I hesitate to s- describe it that way because to me, I'm, I'm, I'm not comfortable telling anybody what to do because I don't think that there's one way to right. do. I think there's a right. hundred ways to get to the same place right. and it all, it depends on a lot of stuff. Yeah. But, um, so, but it's a, it's a bi-weekly column. It's called open call and emerging artists from all over the world write in with, uh, questions looking for 
um, advice, explaining dilemmas that they're having, roadblocks, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, I try to provide some insight or ideas nice. or, or, or things like that. And that's, right. that's every two weeks. And I've been doing that. Um, I just did the, it's biweekly. I just did the fifth edition of that. Is there, nice. any, is there anything that sticks out from someone asking like any questions that kind of come to mind? Um, I don't know. I don't know that it sticks out. I mean, they've been pretty good questions. Um, you know, I, I think it, the, I, a lot of the idea for it came from, um, just some basic experiences with Arch Enemy and some um, conversations with uh -huh. some more established artists where the observation was that a lot of basic stuff just, just people didn't know. Right. Like just and like yeah. and like no one no one was providing a resource right. for some really fundamental things. Right. Um, I feel like now so, people just skip the fundamental stuff about everything, yeah, and then kind of could be said for a lot yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, and creatively in general. When you think about nowadays, everyone Google's a question yeah. to any answer they have. Yeah, and also for me, you know, I, I think that it it, and I I try to be pretty upfront about this. I think that it's good for what I do at my day job and for Arch Enemy because I think that something that help that inhibits what we're trying to do is the idea that people who are on the more business side or gallery side and stuff like that and people who are on the artist side aren't on the same side. So when we want to try to figure out what services we can provide and how we can actually help, obviously a lot of that depends on knowing honestly what artists think about what we do, right. what they need, what mm -hmm. they don't need. Um, and having this type of kind of public ongoing conversation about some of these things, um, I think for us and I hope for other people, um, gives some extra insight into where exactly people are at and what artists want and why yeah. they're doing what they do right. and, st and, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so, so that's been fun and it's been, you know, it's been rewarding so far. And like I said, I just did the, uh, the fifth edition of that. Um, and it's, it's biweekly. It's every other Monday. Um, and it goes up on beautifulbizarre.net and it's called Open Call. And um, that takes open submissions. You don't have to be an emerging artist. Right. You don't have to be a painter. You don't have to be a sculptor. You can be a photographer. You can be, you know, Just you can do general whatever. questions, right? G yeah. General questions. And, and lately we're encouraging artists to ask whatever they want. Like mm -hmm. we want more of a, an, uh, an element to it that's almost less like a like a an advice column and mm -hmm. more like a like if a gallery director or someone from my side was doing like an AMA on Reddit or something like that. Nice, you know, right? Um, because you know, I, I think that if you go week after week after week and it's just a lot of like, how do I get a gallery to notice me? Like how like what? Right, it would seem like, it would seem I, redundant. Like, is, yeah, and you know, there's stuff that I don't. Do we get a lot of we got a lot of stuff that's like, is my art good? Art, you know, <laughs> right, right? And and unfortunately, that's not really not this right form. What we're trying to do, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, but I, I want I you know and and I hope that more established artists, you know, like I you know I think I said when I when I did kind of like a letter when it announced and that was the first thing and I had something in there that was just like I you know like I I kind of hope that one day. Um, 
it becomes a platform where even more uh, established artists can use it as a platform to call out like bullshit. Yeah, certain, certain things that bother them. Yeah, yeah or, or, or things like that. And we can have that conversation because I think I think that um, that there is a reluctance to have those sort of conversations because there's a fear from both sides that having an unpopular opinion or a differing opinion may have some sort of professional penalty. Right. You know, like I, I try to be pretty honest and upfront with our artists, but like also like, I don't want to say stuff that pisses artists off because, you know, <laughs> and I'm an artist we encounter just like still feel like there's going to be some sort of consequence or at the very least some sort of unnecessary hassle if they like are on the bad side of galleries. Right. But, um, you know, those these are the different things that we try to try to get into okay. with um with that column. Okay, great. Van Dam, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so the important question, the one I really wanted to ask you about was oh the uh, Philly Weekly hipster hunks. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm just kidding. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. No, we won't ask about no, that. No, you can't. It's, it's fine. <laughs> go ahead. You, you really want to go there? Okay. I am, so, I'm, so I'm if here. for I'm here. for everyone that doesn't know, uh, Pat was recently dubbed uh, Philly Weekly hipster hunk. Clearly so. a mistake. <laughs> it's, it's, they published a retraction the next week. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, we'll we'll go to the, the next question. But so you can just leave it like that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. weird. I mean, it's okay. Weird. Here's a quick follow up. Have you noticed any girls that were stopping you in the street since that came out? <laughs> no. No, well, no, no. It was all the sad girls posing no. for those princey lights. There, no, there were a couple. There were a couple people. It, it happened a little bit the week, so Philly Weekly, as it sounds for people who aren't in Philadelphia or unfamiliar. It's a weekly. It's, thing. it's, a, it's a weekly. It's a weekly. <laughs> oh, it's so you're, week. you're you're already last week's news, All right? So during the week that it was out, because there are kiosks all around Center City, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the current issue is is kind Always of like in slotted right. in, in the window and so on and so forth. And um, I was on the, the, the cover. <laughs> <laughs> um, there there was a little bit of that. There was some being recognized. The <laughs> day it was gone, nothing. Yeah, of course. Nothing. No, right. No, nothing. right. Nice, nice. <laughs> so Stevie, uh, right. so, you, you yeah. happy with that? Uh, absolutely. This is he, why he's he, no, this, that this literally why that was the one so question he wanted. Nervous. He wanted to ask. <laughs> yeah. His liquid courage was at victory totally, here. Totally. I'm nervous about this hipster honk. I totally I, crushing. My palms are sweaty. <laughs> yeah, I can he did, see you. He's, he does he's, have very sweaty palms. Mostly because he shaves his entire body. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how this normally goes, but I, I wasn't going to say he's very sweaty. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know if this you is... You are. It yeah. is alarmingly warm in here. I don't remember you being this sweaty. I don't know if this has come with age. It's or, This whole time, Pat's been stroking his beard. What can I say? I just, it's, oh, bad. it's a bad habit. It's just there. I think it's beard envy. Yeah. All right. It's twirling. All right. Back <clears throat> back to the serious <clears throat> shit. Yep. Just, no, just start go. with a question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it off here. One? No. Um, so no, recently you did a really cool project, which uh-huh. I was kind of bummed I didn't, wasn't able to get over to, That's but okay. Hey, you know, but you know, just, just ask a question. Um, <laughs> was the project is city hall with, uh, click collective and red bull, uh-huh. the projection project in the, um, 
yeah. our installation inter- interactive park mm-hmm. like how did that come about <clears throat> what what was your role in it and um, we helped, uh, we were the local partner uh, for the exhibit. Um, we worked as consultants on uh, the entirety of the project and we um, helped to curate uh, the exhibit as a whole. It's something we were involved in. Uh-huh. Um, Arch Enemy was involved in with Red Bull for almost a year um, to uh, up until we actually did the event at Dilworth Park at City Hall. Yeah. Um, it was it was cool though. Uh, you know, they gave us they gave us a lot of freedom. I mean, they still had simple goals in terms of why it made sense for them to do. Um, but for us, it was cool to do a project at the very least that was on on that level. Um, it's not a scale that's uh, realistic for us to, to yeah. do stuff on. So mm-hmm. it was cool, and um, they they are fairly easy to work with um, and give a lot of uh, freedom. Um, to the people that they work with. For, That's pretty for cool. Stuff like That's that. Awesome. So, I mean, for people that didn't say, I mean, the biggest, it, it was a lot of different things. We had an outdoor gallery, there's an interactive art park. Yeah. Um, but the thing that you're referring to that I think had, you know, the like wow factor, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, whatever, like whatever. Yeah. So, um, City Hall is this huge, you know, in Philadelphia is this big, you know, gothy you know old <laughs> building it, yeah, it looks like like it, it looks like it, yeah. it's like it could be the city hall in gotham city it's yeah. just yeah. like um has a lot of guys full of beards we um <laughs> we were able with uh a group here in philly called clip collective mm-hmm. to do a full 3d projection mapping wow. of the entire western facing side of it yeah you know ground to to the top of it and um, create a, uh, a uh, well, there's a presentation that was about four, four minutes and then, um, it was completely interactive. There was a control panel built yeah. that was kind of, it was all the, a lot of the graphics and the control panel itself is all based on sacred geometry, kind of this weird, like pentagram kind of thing oh, wow. that That's had, cool. uh, different, um, rods in and cans, um, in, and if you kind of pushed them or twisted them it manipulated the imagery that wow. was mapped around. How long did it take off? for like pre-production and stuff like that? Uh, I mean, we were there. I mean, the, the production was, was kind of, everything worked out perfectly in the end, but the production side of it was a nightmare because that was the week that it was the week after we had the week after, uh, before the, the, the thing opened. Um, but we couldn't get in there earlier than that because the week before that was when the, Hope was in Philadelphia. Oh, and oh so it's really recent. And then the week that we had to do it is when a hurricane was barreling <laughs> for us. Mm. So um, because of, of weather and, and those conditions, we couldn't really... Um, it had to happen very quickly. Right. right. Um, but uh, the Clip Collective guys worked on it for a really long time. Uh, we got them involved. Uh, I... I June, July, early July, um, is when they were full time on it. Um, so they got about three, three months and, and change, something mm-hmm. like that. Oh wow! Okay. Um, yeah, and it was uh, it, it was pretty cool. It was a cool thing to be involved and in. Re- really, really quick. I know we're running down on time here. Um, I know that's not the first time. Like we just said, you worked with Red Bull. Uh-huh. You guys did something with Red Bull at the gallery. Just, just tell us a little bit about that. Really, you know, really quick. 
Yeah, I mean that was that, that was that was last year. We did a we did a more localized project yeah. um, with twenty uh, local artists um, who did custom um, pieces uh, that were uh, debuted at a at a sponsored event and then were placed permanently in twenty different venues. Um, around Philadelphia, everywhere yeah. from like Bottle Bar to the, there's one in the Electric Factory. Oh, pretty cool. Um, nice. So, uh, so we, d- we did that. Um, that was their Canvas Cooler project. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've, I've worked with them even before Arch Enemy. I worked with yeah. that company on other projects, things, you know, like what became their Sound Select program. Okay. And, oh, on the music and, side yeah, and stuff? Yeah, on the music side oh, and, cool. and, and, and stuff like that. So there you go. Another kick, another uh, kickback to relationships, right? There you go. You it know, all it pays neat. off. Yeah. Um, are there any upcoming shows uh, anyone want to talk about with Arch Enemy? Yeah, we have two shows. Uh, the The next shows that we have, um, we have two shows opening on the same night on December 11th. Um, and we have a, uh, a solo show for an artist who we've worked with for quite some time. Um, she lives overseas in Tel Aviv. Her name is Julie Filipenko. She was mentioned a little bit earlier yeah, yeah. Uh, by Steve. And um, she's she's going to be doing a collection for us, and then we also have a group show called the Royals, which is eighteen different artists, and each of them is doing a it's a it's a royal court portrait show, and each one is done by a different artist, and each one is a different member of the court, and it's not just like the king and queen, it's the executioner, it's the mage, it's the alchemist, um, it's cool. the court jester, yeah. and um, they had a lot of it's a, it's a portrait, so it's the you know it's it's mm-hmm. a, it's a yeah you know it's a person right um but uh each one is completely rendered in that artist's signature style yeah, that's and pretty then, cool yeah so uh that the both of those open on the same night on seven december 11th in philly um we also put our shows online too um they go up online the same day as they open up and oh, that's pretty neat yeah just people, uh tell them the website just in case it's just archenemyarts.com uh you can also email us um we do uh, a preview of our shows that goes out about at the beginning of the week that it opened all our shows open up on fridays awesome. um we have uh, a list of people who've requested to see shows on the monday before that and I was gonna um, say so on the monday you kind of put it out yeah there. it's usually the monday or the tuesday um it depends sometimes you know sometimes we're waiting for uh, artwork to come in last minute things right. like that but it's, it's either the monday or the tuesday we do um we do an online preview um and is that just like photographs of the work or their renderings just posted online or yeah it's a whole it's it's a page dedicated to the show it has every piece it has all the piece info you click on the photos it blows up real big nice um, it's, it's, it's essentially an online gallery by show. Um, most of the, a lot of the people who, uh, keep track of us mm-hmm. and even people who, um, are our clients and purchase our work, um, don't live in Philly. Right. So, you know, yeah. so, so they appreciate you know, you that. Yeah. So it's, it's always cool to be there for our, our openings, but it's, you don't, you don't have to be. Right. Cool. All right. Awesome. So last but not least, uh, we asked this to all our guests. So. Not to drop it too bad on you, but who is someone that you think we should talk to or have on next as a guest? I mean, I think that I think that anyone anyone that I mentioned would be great. You guys should get Paul in here. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Yeah, He'd be down be to awesome. do that. Uh, I don't know. Like, what kind of people do you want in here? Oh, anybody, honestly, who's creative. So a lot of yeah. these people you mentioned, uh, artists. I mean, yeah. they would be pretty neat to talk to. Lots of these people. David would be great. Maria would probably be good. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, yeah, even lots. even also, uh, 
we'll catch up. Maybe maybe someone from the music side from what you used to do. Yeah, yeah. that'd be great. There's yeah. uh yeah, there's lots of great um great great music, great bands here in Philly. Awesome. Great to talk to them too. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's that's about it. Yeah. Well, listen, Pat. Thank you for uh, for taking the time out and uh, and talking to us. Oh, and thank you. thank you very much for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, thank you for making thank you for making Stevie very sweaty and uncomfortable. That's it's for okay. Now. It's, it's not that, just me. It's, it's, the, it's the beer. He was, he was like drunk ten minutes into this, <laughs> drunk and sweaty. <laughs> So like, at, take, least, take at least he has he has some color coming <laughs> yeah, in his yeah. face you know it's like before we started you were just like you know steve's like the guy he runs the show here he's gonna be asking most of the good <laughs> and, things and i was he, getting, he I was getting asked, prepped before, and it was like now i feel like that was before a joke. we even started i, I locked us out of the apartment before we started <laughs> before we started steve is like we, i did the one through he was like here's you know here's your headphones blah blah blah. we checked the levels and then steve's like who wants beer and i was like oh i'll take a please keep this part in <laughs> so and I, one, one of my long rambly monotone answers cut that out and yeah, keep this in for sure so so this is what happened so so i said i said yeah i'll, I'll have a beer you know, thinking he was going to go to the refrigerator, there was no beer. So I was like, so then we went to get the beer. It wasn't far away. Right. And Stevie locks us out of the apartment. Yeah, he did. I got never to keep you out of the apartment. Got to keep you on your toes. Yeah, never a dull, yeah. Never a dull moment with this yeah. guy. No, like, look, at, look at how much more he's sweating since he started telling the story. It's the beer. Pat, Pat's sitting right across from me. He's He's been stroking his beer the entire it's time. Not the, it's, it's not the beer. It's putting off it's an, the, you an live aura. In, you live in it's Philadelphia. Putting... If you get this nervous when you see uh, a man with a beard, you're in the wrong place. All right. Well, listen, Pat, thank you. Mm-hmm. It's been great. Yeah. Um, thank you for coming. You know, we, we definitely... Uh, would love to have you on again and maybe, you know, oh, sure. maybe do a round table thing. One thing we've been kind of discussing mm-hmm. would be, I think a fun format to start doing is, mm-hmm. is just giving a certain episode a topic mm-hmm. and literally having a couple people come on and just discuss it. You know, people from yeah. all, all over. And, totally. and yeah, I think have, that'd be pretty neat. Have your people call my people. <laughs> yeah. Well do. Don't worry. Well, plenty of beer. That's <laughs> already in, in the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks. Pat. All right. All right. Thanks, guys.